Welcome back to another Reason to Behold podcast and this one is a replay from one of our live streams on YouTube. Um, If you haven't already seen any of the live streams, check it out on YouTube at Reason to Behold. We just talk all things godly Christian content and you can watch us having a conversation with all sorts of different people on all sorts of different subjects. So without further ado, here's the conversation. Tonight's live stream, we're talking about whether the church has lost touch with the world. Um, we're looking at questions like, what does it mean to be in the world, but not of the world? How can we reach the world when we're stuck in selfish, holy huddles? Has the church gone too far to the other side and become a product of the world's influence? So we're going to get into all those questions and much, much more. Um, so make sure you stick around to the end. If you're new here, my name is Arnold Reasons. We are Reasons to Behold, a media group that basically produces content for the hungry Christian who just wants the real thing. Um, Non-Christians are still welcome too, you're not excluded. We do these YouTube lives every Thursday at half past eight UK time by God's grace, as long as nothing else comes up. Um, and we also do podcasts, Instagram content and much, much more. So enough about us. I'm just going to introduce our speakers for tonight. But just before I do, please remember, this is not just a conversation between us as speakers who have video and um, microphones on. This is your conversation. So please make sure that you ask your questions, um, challenge statements, get involved in the comment section. And remember, no question is a silly question. That is our one of our number one rules here, because oftentimes the questions that seem silly are the ones that other people want to ask but don't have the confidence to ask so please do get involved so with that said i'm going to start introducing some of our speakers for today and so first up we have all the way from canada kadeem and just before you start kadeem uh everybody who's a speaker we'd like to know who you are what you do in the kingdom and supermalt yay or nay Super mode. That's right, brother. Okay. Uh, so yeah, my name is Kadeem Edwards. I'm uh, the associate pastor at a church called Salt and Light in Markham, Ontario. I'm uh, a resident of Toronto, Ontario, and no, it's a super mode. No, who are you? I'm, trying to I'm, not get diabetes that's why my bro i can't even give you any more airtime on this uh, part of the conversation i need to bring somebody else up i just <sighs> hello please <laughs> hello brother kadeem I, I think we need to repent man <laughs> super more is is just the one it just has to be like no. super, super more is that that's the drink it's just, yeah, sorry, I disagree. I'm, I'm so sorry, but praise the Lord. Is the one. I'm trying to have right. for your life. You guys do what you gotta do. I mean, in I moderation. Mean, we can detox. <laughs> we can detox and go to gym after. That's it. We can, we can. We just, you know, once you get to a party, you just know you set yourself up. But yeah, super more all the way. <laughs> cool. But, yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome, welcome. I, I am Helen Etienne. I am wife to Pastor Joshua Etienne um, and mummy of four, three of our own, and we foster. 
and yeah we our work and ministry involves helping people we love to do so we work with the youth of the generation and just trying to guide them and lead, help them lead the best steps possible so yeah I think she underplayed it a bit. They go into dark places and they rescue some of these troubled young people. Like that's how I'm going to summarize it. <laughs> in, in, a, in, a, in a nutshell, yeah. <laughs> and introducing Kofi. Hey, hello guys. Um, my name is Kofi. Um, I'm the pastor of a new church plant. Well, it's two years, so it's not new any, anymore. But I keep saying new every time. But <laughs> a church plant we started a couple of years ago, and it's so funny that. Our church is also called the Light Community. So, hearing um, Kadim say "salt and light," I mean, it means we are brothers. The only thing is that I don't know what kind of communion you are going to get in heaven when you don't take super malt. So, <laughs> so we, we pray for you. Wow. Forget, forget the diabetes. Forget the diabetes. <laughs> Supermoth is sanctified, it's diabetes free. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we can just change the whole subject for tonight and just make it yeah, about yeah. converting. It's going to be a Supermoth super discussion. <laughs> you hit yeah. the nerve. It, yeah. So, okay. yeah. It's, 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 no, you, you know, you know, you always get stray bullets from brethren. That's all. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, Thank you for having me. It's, it's, it's really humbling to be on one more time i enjoy it more than you guys think so whether i'm on or i'm watching it's always a blessing thank you guys that's amazing thanks for coming out as usual we love having you here as much as we love kadeem and Helon and everybody else who's been on here as well um so far we've had a good streak we haven't had anybody that we don't want back so praise the lord hallelujah <laughs> welcome mr david hi hi my name is david alori um i'm based in east london and um my wife and i also founded a church called bride of christ in east london yeah oh do i like supermall in moderation you know i that's cool i understand yeah i'm getting older now i can't be drinking supermall like i used to when i was young mm. so in moderation definitely amen i'm just Wisdom gonna keep it 100 i can't believe that you people drink that i can't believe that anybody drinks that i can't believe that anybody drinks that what do you think that was a, that was the treat when we were young you know, going to that African yeah. parties, getting a supermall, you felt you felt privileged. That's so, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Kadeem, what do you drink? Coca Cola. Ginger beer. In my wife's country, they have something called Tangawisi. It's like oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah, ginger yeah. on. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, hundred percent. We got something like that in Canada as well. Yeah, that thing is nice. The fire drink. Supermall. <laughs> Not molasses. Listen, I'm okay. I'm I'm feeling to mute to mute Kadeem right now. He's just spreading all kinds of mess. Salt, salt in our drink. I mean, ginger beer. I'm Caribbean. I don't even like ginger beer. That's that's a lot of things. Ginger beer is making like homemade. Your auntie made ginger beer. Come through, Saril. Come on, what do you mean? Yeah, Saril. Um, we've got Zena saying, hey fam, hey Zena. And she casted her vote very plain and clear. Supermalt, yay all day. Come on, Zena. Mm-hmm. Team That's my wife, by the way. So, amen yeah. to that. Yeah. Guys, she is not single. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Magdalena said, "Ew, supermall." No, I can't even give too much Mag, time to these types. Mag, of we have to have words. We, I think that's the next live stream, supermall. Like, just let's just let's just break it down and just let the wisdom flow from the bowl. Liz said, "Yay to supermall!" Shout out to Liz, laughing as well. Cool. So tonight's conversation is going to be spicy. I can tell. I can see even just from some of the conversations offline amongst some of the people here. Um, and some of the conversations that I've just had just during the week with other people, like this is a, this conversation is going to trigger. So trigger alert, like you've been warned from the beginning of this conversation, there may be things that are said, questions that are asked, nerves that are touched that may trigger you. You've been warned. If you're not the type of person that can deal with triggering. Is, is this why you have me here? Is Sis, this why? the Lord had need of you. <laughs> and so we're going to jump straight into the questions um has the law has the church lost touch with the world so first question up is what does it mean to be in the world but not of it we're going to start nice and mellow what does it mean to be in the world but not of it well depending on your answer oh y'all don't know oh no no <laughs> we're all just being polite everybody's just being mm-hmm. polite Okay, so 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 let let's just lose the whole politeness right now. Like this conversation needs to pop because we've got so many questions to get through. So whoever knows they've got something on the edge of their tongue, please shoot. Okay, we're close to name calling. David, I see you. I can okay, see you on for the me, your tongue. to be in, to be in the world, obviously, is is to to live in the world, but not to follow the systems of the world. Um, I had a conversation with my with a friend of mine the other day. You know, and um, I'm a Nigerian, you know, I'm, I'm West African descent, but I'm a Christian first. Mm. You know, I'm a kingdom, Bible-believing man first, before mm. Nigerian. Even mm. before I'm a black man, I'm a Christian man. Mm. So that's in the world, but not of the world. I don't follow the world systems, the world cult- the world's culture. I'm, mm. I belong to the kingdom. I belong to, the, you know, to Christ. So, yeah, that's what I mm. believe it means to be in the world yeah. of the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, that. You know, even the word that they use for world in the original Greek, it's um, it's aeon. And we translate it into English as eon, meaning like uh, a vast time period, right? And the context of it is that it's a, it's a time period in which there's a particular um, system that continues and it has a start and it has an end. So, when Jesus is saying um, that he prays uh, not that he would or rather just in this in this context right, we'll get to that but in this context of us being in the world but not of the world um, it, it, it simply for me it means as Christians we don't um, we don't even quantify time the way the rest mm-hmm. of the world does we don't do anything the way the rest of the world does we do everything according to the discipline that we and like even when you look at like how we execute our faith when our god says he's going to come through and it's 10 seconds on the clock and there's like four hours worth of work to still be done our faith shows us yeah our god is still going to come through no matter what the clock we're like we don't even quantify time we don't quantify the way the system looks compared to how the way that we are operating so when we're thinking about uh being in the world but not of the world we are walking in accord with a system um, that is other from this system, um, not necessarily contrary. Nine times out of ten, contrary, but sometimes you know, um, 
this system says that you gotta eat food um, and the system that we abide by our food is to do the work of the father right mm-hmm. so they go hand in hand but the the fingers are not interlocked they're not meshing they're not touching right mm. it's just yeah that's how I look at it. wow like it um I'll, I'll i'll jump in for me um based on what the brothers have said and something that came to mind it's being amongst so many voices but only listening to one it's knowing god's voice following god's voice while you're in amongst others whether that's the news whether that's social media whether that's the doctor whether that's you know teachers all these different people who are talking it's believing the one voice and speaking and following after that one because if we listen to that one it, it's, it's not of what we see what we hear what we feel sometimes it goes against completely against our natural beings um and depending and understanding as Kadeem said that time is irrelevant the, the number one goal the decisions that we make while we're in the world is not for now which this world teaches you something completely different you live for the now you, you have to do this for this for this for this you live completely differently which is and you understand that you are you know as as god the godhead is three parts you understand that you are you are a soul you, you know you have a spirit you have a body you have this but sometimes not even sometimes all the time you have to so you have to focus on that one word okay well i mean kadim set it up just beautifully and everybody has added a very very um important um, perspective to that so i'll just add briefly that it's just like being on the same dance floor but dancing to the tune of a, di- a whole different kind of music so um yeah we we are in this world in this molecular tangible time and space however like um kadim said because we are spirits we, we we are not bound by time and space we are you know the, the dictates of the world is not what is controlling us the system is not what is controlling us so that's what i'll add to that okay 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 you guys have started off nice and calm i'm going to shoot to the comments before we get to the next question that will turn the temperature up a little bit um ricky has waved i think i hope i said your name right richie or richie richie hey richie uh, Zena said, yes, David, functioning under a kingdom identity and culture, not under labels and systems that society says we should take on and follow. Gary said, Romans 12, verse 2. Which one of you guys are the real Christian who's going to quote that off head? Three, two, one, go. Do not be conformed to the <laughs> patterns of this one. Be transformed by the reunion of your mind. Uh-huh. It's called an assist, and then it's called a, a slam dunk. Um, Priska said, "Well put, Akadim." Thank you. Yes, H. She too is not single, by the way. Um, and Gary said, "Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will." wonderful 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 so we're going to move on to the next question which is has the church lost its saltiness trying to be like the world 
I see two heads nodding, but I don't hear any voices. Yes. Yep. Elaborate. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Matthew 5, Matthew 5, verse 13. If salt loses its savor, how can it be salty again? But it shall be cast and on the floor and trampled on by men. So um what we are called, we are called to be. I, I actually wrote an article many years ago before I met Arnold. Um I used to write a few articles every now and then. And the article was called to be salty, not sexy. And um mm. and because what we have is salt, that 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 is that is our that is our currency is salt what we have is light so when you leave salt and you are pursuing se- sexy you are, you are pursuing something else that the world is well vexed in mm. i mean you've 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 lost you've lost from the beginning it's a non-starter so we we got to a place where we we didn't fully understand our essence the essence of our saltiness and we thought mm. our saltiness was not enough. We had to do something else. But our saltiness is what the world needs. Our saltiness is what we have to offer. So whenever we try to be like the world, who doesn't have salt? Then it means that we have really not just done a disservice to ourselves. We have actually done a disservice to the world. Because the world needs the salt to preserve the world in the first place. I'm just gonna drop mm-hmm. it here and let let the other um, people contribute. I don't get I don't want to get wound up too early. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it's perfect wow. though, you know, because when you're thinking mm-hmm. about it's it's really simple. It, it, another thing is that um, when Jesus is talking about salt, it apparently goes hand in hand with light right so the salt is the saver what does light do whenever light comes into a situation it illuminates uh it makes plain it makes plain um and it 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 illuminates dark places it illuminates places where um there are traps and there are pitfalls we're so as christians worried about traps and pitfalls for ourselves that we don't remember that we're the salt and light of the world and so the traps and pitfalls that the, the world is going to fall into that's leading them to perdition, that's leading them to uh, eternal destruction and, and, and condemnation and separation uh, from God, we're not on, we're not illuminating those pitfalls. Mm-hmm. So we're not like, it's, it's, it's not sufficient for us to, um, uh, some people are going to hate me, but it's not sufficient for us to, to show up to church and all we're doing is showing up to church on Saturdays and Sundays and and it's not sufficient to, uh, to 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 pray in your own house and pray for your own family. What does Jesus say about people who go, who do good to um, to people they love? Even evil people do that. No mm-hmm. part of any of this is sufficient if we're not showing the world um, that there are pitfalls ahead of them. Mm. Right. So. Uh, but to make my yeah, the church has absolutely lost its saltiness. We're far too busy worried about tight pants and 
<laughs> we're, we're really busy with you know man looks on the outer i i had a pastor and like i i i buy into this a little bit but i i always try and make sure i i i measure like how far i'm i'm, I'm taking it yeah. i had a pastor tell me um you know what did the lord say to samuel when um samuel was assessing jesse's sons and trying to figure out which one of them was king uh he said i've rejected them all Simon was like, but, 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 and God was like, man looks on the outer appearance, but I look at the heart. And the pastor said to me, what did God say? And I said, God said, man looks on the outer appearance. That's right. Man looks on the outside. So we have to make sure that the outside looks good and presentable and attractive to people because that's what's going to draw them in. And on the one hand, it's like, yeah, you know, make sure you sweep the church and mop and all that kind of stuff. But on the other hand, the, the, the life that our church is living in today is we we're, we're taking care of the 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 outside of the church at the expense of the inside mm. right so yeah. that's kind of where i, I wait stand. dig into the, dig into that a little bit more you can't just leave that and then and then drop it bro you need to dig dig a bit deeper you said that we we're <clears throat> we're focusing to paraphrase we're focusing so much on the outside at the expect at the expense of the inside right break it down a little bit more bro we um we we look great we look attractive we are at the same time that millions of people are leaving the church millions of people are entering the church right talking about the time period that we're living in right now at the same time that millions of people are leaving the church millions of people are entering the church because it's so cool it's so awesome there's so much flair there's lights there's smoke machines it's so attractive and it's so welcoming and it's so warm and everybody is there to hold your hand and to hug you and to give you a message that's going to hold you for seven days that's going to strengthen you for seven days and then you're going to come back and you're going to get another one and it's going to you're going to be able to get through this week and you're going to be able to get your studies done you're going to be able to get your schoolwork done you're going to be able to get through your job and those um those terrible fellow employees and and those rough family members you're going to be able to get through that kind of stuff for seven days and that mm. entire cup that you are is going to be clean on the outside and the inside of the cup that you are is still going to be dirty you're not going to be transformed you're not going to be being renewed uh in your mind you're you're not drawing any closer to god the holy spirit's not transforming you, you just have some superficial um useless gospel that's carrying you through life and not to eternal life that's how I look at the church that I live inside um, in the world that we're living in now and, and I definitely see that's saltlessness mm-hmm. yeah. I think I went wow. too far too quick not, not even <laughs> <laughs> not even it's, it's, GMOs genetically modif- modified you know I think it's genetic yeah is it organisms yeah and you know, like in Chinese food, certain foods, they use a lot of it. It's addictive. It tastes like salt, but it's not salt. Mm. It tastes exactly the same. It's actually more addictive, which is why when you have McDonald's, you, you're going to go back for more and you're still, you're still hungry because it's actually not feeding you. Because it's, it's something that actually affects the body. It causes the cancer. It causes a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, you've got the sweeteners as well, the fake sweeteners. Um, when I when I look at it, I see a generation 
that is leaning towards genetically modified foods organisms instead of just being authentic in its saltiness, being authentic in its raw form, when you mm. go and buy and you pay for that, you know, the Himalayan salts, the Epsom salts, they are expensive and they are strong, you know, and they do the job, they get the job done. I have a bunch of, you know, the Himalayan salt, that thing has not, that is still there. It's been a year, the bag is still there. It is strong and I, I just see the dilution, I see, what's meant to look like wheat and tears. Now you can't tell the difference. You can't tell, so you don't know if they should grow, you should you cut it. You, it's, it's, everything is looking very similar and very the same. And there needs to be a differentiation. There needs to be a differentiation. And I think what's always, what's, what's scary now sometimes is when you try and make that differentiation, when you try and be set apart, when you try and stand firm on the strong saltiness, mm. your your radical or your extra or your or your or you're living in the past or you're not if you're taking things out of context, it becomes very controversial where you're now having people in the church of the church arguing amongst each other, not mm. realizing that just the argument is, itself is causing confusion. You know, we're not meant to live in confusion, and there's, there's a lot of confusion and a, and a lot of GMO. There's so, there's a lot of it, and yeah. So I definitely agree that the, the church is, has lost its authentic saltiness. I think it looks salty because you can hear a word and be like, and you know you can listen to a, a you can do there's certain things and you're like, wow, that that. But it's not as Kadeem said. You're meant to go for seven days and have, you know, and then come back and refresh. Two days and then we're lost again. You're, you're, you know, you're just, you're, you're confused. You've forgotten the word. The word doesn't even sit in your heart anymore. You know, your word is like hidden in my heart, so I may not sin against you. It's not even a thing anymore. Mm. You know? Because we forget. It's everyone, it's, it's, and that to me is GMO. It's, it's genetically modified. G, GMW, genetically modified word. <laughs> what is that? And I think, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. So this is why you're here, H. I love that analogy, <laughs> right? Um, because I think as I'm thinking through, like I've, I literally am playing this thing out in my head and I'm thinking to myself, all right, cool. So let's transfer that into the church setting, right? And and I can, I literally can see this idea of almost being hungry, 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 hungry. You now eat, 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 eat. You go away 10 minutes later, hungry, 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 hungry. You now eat, eat, eat. And it's just, it's going nowhere. Like, mm. Your stomach is never satisfied. You haven't even taken enough time to process and apply the first word that you heard yeah, yeah. before you're now mm-hmm. looking for something new to, to consume. And and that's the thing about our time now is that we love the new stuff, right? We like the shiny thing. It's like, okay, let's jump from this thing to the next. Like we love to move on to the next sermon series. We love to move on to the next um, topic of discussion rather than actually taking the time out to say, okay, this is what I've heard. Jesus speaks about being a hero of his word versus being a doer of his word, someone who hears and does. But we don't always spend enough time on that. Love that analogy. Love that analogy. Um, I don't want to talk too much, but like, even with that analogy, I'm thinking about like um, that Himalayan salt, that pink salt. Mm. My wife buys that because that is healthier for us, right? So my wife buys that. When she bought that and she brought that into the house, she started cooking with that in the food the first thing i noticed about it was that it wasn't as salty 
as the salt yeah. that we eat. Yeah. And it's like, yes. oh, yo, this is not as salty as, and that's exactly what it looks like for us is like, we get a lot of what we think is salt and we get a yeah. lot of it. We get a lot of it. So mm. we get a lot of God loves you. God just wants you to succeed. God mm. is on your side. God is. I hate that because Scripture makes clear yeah. more than anything. God is not on anybody's side. It's the side yeah. of us. It's the responsibility of us and angels and demons to figure out whose side we're going to be on. God's mm-hmm. or not, right? Mm-hmm. And so we get all that. Mm-hmm. God loves you, and God is. He's got this for you, and all of this planned, and all of this. And it's like when you start to taste the real word. Guess what? It's not exciting. Mm every nope. time and it's not fun every time and a lot of the time it's sobering and a lot of the time it's difficult to swallow and a lot why because it's good for you mm-hmm. it's what's real and it's what's proper and it's what's needed it's uh it's brussels sprouts and it's all these kind of these things that we normally <laughs> don't want to eat but when we eat these things we live and we survive and we and said brussels sprouts and they grow. i'm yeah. telling you it's i don't like bananas <laughs> bananas are rich in potassium it's bananas you see what i'm saying <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's oranges. I don't like oranges, yeah. but human beings are one of a few animals that don't make their own calcium. So it's oranges. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm. So I, I re- sorry, I just cut in like that because I like that analogy yeah. a lot. It's, no, 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 it's good. Salt. It's yeah. not it's that good. Way box of salt. Yeah. I, I think yeah. for me, um, you know, I, I don't believe that Christians have lost their saltiness. I'll say that because mm. I believe the true Christians haven't lost their saltiness. Mm. Jesus says this, that many don't come to the light because they love their darkness too. Um, they love their darkness too much. So they stay away from the light. Jesus also told us about 10 virgins. There was five who were wise and five who were foolish. Many don't come to the light because they don't want to be, um, they don't want the light to expose their wickedness. Yeah. And so they go to the, um, the, the, the churches that, um, Kadeem spoke about that just tells them good things all day long you know but there are true Christians true salty Christians who will give you the true word and you know yeah transform you through the Holy Spirit many don't want that the world doesn't want that they just want to feel good and then come back next week and feel good again so yeah that's that's, that's my take that's that's it that's it because um, depression and anxiety still hits you. Sorry, bro. No, no, please, sla- please, please, please. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, it's, it's the truth. They'll still slap you in the week and then you then make God look schizophrenic because you had the blessing on Sunday that he was amazing and God loves you and it's amazing. And then by Tuesday, it's worn off. You're, you're, you're suffering and you can't apply what was given to you. When sometimes what people actually want, I'm starting to see people now just want the raw truth, which yeah. is why we thank you, bro, and sis, for doing, you know, the things. People want the raw truth now because they're starting to realize the prosperity gospels and the your blessing is coming. Not saying your blessing is not coming, but it's not it's not working anymore. They're losing hope, you know, they're, they're losing faith, and it's and it's not God. That's not what God is saying. Sometimes it's come and let's sit down and deal with this trauma. Let's mm. deal with this. Let's deal with that. Just let this apply the salt. When when you injure yourself, you got, we used to say, go and have a salt bath. It's healing. Salt is healing. Salt mm. preserves. So sometimes it's let's apply that Himalayan, the excellent salt. Let's apply mm. it. Relax the muscles. I need some Edify excellent. your body. 
snatch the gel- gelato <laughs> And especially when you're gymming, bro. Um, let's apply it and let's get healing. But you, mm. you can't be you can't be healing on GMO. If anything, it's making you worse. Mm. So yeah, as as brother said, it's it's people. But I do believe true Christians and those who are waking up to the truth, they want it and mm. they will seek it and they will sit there and take the lashing. They mm. will take it and they will get better. Mm. And I've seen it. Amazing. Amazing. If you're still tuned in, God bless you. May your wounds be healed with these Epsom salts throughout this conversation. Um, I'm going to run through some of the comments. Um, Prisca said, the man said tight pants. <laughs> no, she's talking about husband Kadeem. Uh, Nash said, loving the new hair, H. Uh, lots of support over there. Joshua said, yes, my wife. That's good. Come on, support in the comments, 100%. <laughs> Um, Zena said GMW firebombs uh, Gary said yes yes H Real talk from Gary as well um, Richie Richie? Yes Richie Richie said GMW lol finished Thumbs up well said Zena said God always leaves a remnant And Josh came through with a few more firebombs Okay good 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 talk next question that we're going to dig into is what does it look like to be salty as a christian we are called the salt of the world but what does that actually look like oh that's powerful that's powerful i remember there was a time i was i was on the bus and i saw a um a family a family just um um they they were just doing whatever they were doing i can't remember exactly what they were doing but as I was going past them, I heard the Holy Spirit say this to me. It was so powerful. He said, you have nothing in common with these people. No, the only thing you have in common with these people is that you share the same space in time. And from that moment, being able to hear the Holy Ghost and walk in obedience to the Holy Ghost, that's what being salty looks like. You know, that's what, um, yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Walking in obedience with the Holy Ghost, um, having access to to God, having access to heaven, that's what being salty looks like. Mm. 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 And before uh, before the new question, I wanted to say something that when we are trying to um, be worldly, we lose our saltiness. It's, it's almost like salt is a preservative salt is something that brings a unique flavor so when we are going to the world to present the flavor and the essence we have in christ to them and then we we don't trust the fact that this is something that the world needs so what, what does it mean to be salty as a Christian? It's just it just being somebody who is, it's so funny, it may sound like a rapper, authentically Christian. And I remember David said it early on. I don't identify as Nigerian. I don't identify as black. People were like, ooh, what do you mean? It's like, you can't even mistake me for a mixed race if you wanted to. I mean, I'm, I'm so black. I, why do I need to? even scream about my blackness when you hear my accent you won't get lost you know it's somewhere in west africa so 
I don't need to. That is not my essence. My essence is my saltiness, is the Christ-likeness in me, is the uniqueness, is the is that which preserves the world, is that which brings flavor to the world. So um, it, it will be seen because the, the terminology salt and light were used in that same text of scripture. So it means that you are so prevalent that you don't even have to announce your presence. You are just there because you are like a city set up, um, that is set on a hill. You don't, so salt is something you can't miss it. It's so prevalent that you will know because that essence is the essence of Christ that is given to us when we are regenerated. One thing that stands out to me. So if I haven't told you guys I'm a nerd, you're about to find out right now. Um, <laughs> when you watch a lot of nature shows, one thing that they don't show you because it's it's boring. It's boring and it doesn't seem like it matters. But one thing that they don't show you is that a lot of animals, they travel far and they travel wide, not just for water, not just for good pasture, but so that they can find salt deposits so that they can lick them and mm, go about mm, their business. A mm. lot of animals do that, especially um, uh, goats, mountain goats. They'll climb up the mountain, high, yeah. They'll climb low so that they can find a salt deposit so that they can lick it. And the reason why they do that is the same reason why we we like to think that salt is something nice that we put in our food that it gives a flavor and it's digestible. No, we need salt to constitute our blood. We need mm-hmm. salt to hold oxygen and iron and hemoglobin in place, mm-hmm. so that we can ourselves be constituted and keep on living. Mm-hmm. Wow, you understand what I mean? So, um, the thing is, I, I don't know. God is so amazing that like I I, I wholly believe in. Evolution, and I wholly believe in a, a 14 billion year old world, almost 14 billion years. I wholly believe in that, but I wholly believe in what scripture is saying too. And I hope one day we get the chance to get into that kind of stuff. But, anyways, God is so amazing that He's placed salt deposits in such a place that every animal and every human being can find them. And they're difficult to get to, but you can find them. And when you get there, you can get what you need from them. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that you understand that you, you have to come back, right? So if I had to understand what it means uh, for a Christian to be salty, uh, it, it looks like we have something that the world needs mm. that isn't just fun for the world this week. Mm. And it's not just encouraging. It's not just uplifting. It's not just uh, something that makes us feel good, but it while we are in the world and separate from the world somehow some way because we carry the spirit of god we enable the world to keep its constitution Mm. enable the world to hold Mm. itself together Mm. and when we fail to be salty the world around us falls apart Mm. Mm. when we fail to be what we are supposed to be um, the, the, the world fails to experience itself the way that God intends. For, forget about the world experiencing God. The world fails to experience itself the way that God intends for it to experience itself. When we as Christians, what we do and how we are is detrimental to everything. If I'm in a bad mood and I meet a guy at the gas station who's oppressing me, how I respond to him is detrimental to his eternal perspective. I have to figure out what I'm going to do with my bad mood. Mm. that moment, at word, that moment word. Time. you understand what I mean so yeah wow so 
I'm going to use this moment to pause on the conversation to say, for those of you who enjoy the things that Kadeem is saying, he has a place and space where he shares this stuff called Quantum Breakdown. It's on Instagram. Check it out. He's going to be posting some new content soon. He knows why I did that. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) let me just, sorry, let me shoot into the comments real quick. Um, Priska just sent eyes as soon as she saw the question sent firebombs and said yes teacher Kadeem and Gary said to be salty as a Christian we are the light of the world we should go out and light up the world light the world up sorry lead by example Mm. so the next question is some Christians are just rude. It's a statement. Some Christians are just rude and self-righteous, but they think they're being the salt of the world. Can we fix this, please? What do you guys think about that statement? Let H go first. <laughs> H, H, ooh, H don't want to... Mm, okay. Um, I think having experienced salty Christians and then having experienced rude Christians and then having experienced self-righteous people and then rude people again you know it's looking at where it's coming from who's talking your perception so for example there are some people who may perceive me, me rude may perceive any one of us on here rude because we are coming strong with fire with zest with vim you know on a particular topic and we may be saying something contrary to what they believe contrary to what they want to accept and then on the other hand you do have and i have experienced it some christians who are who will call you out make you feel away you know be very self-righteous and you cannot the ones that you can't correct as well because i believe mm. no matter what no, what no matter what leader you are whether you're a pastor whether you whatever, whoever you are there should be an opportunity where we understand that leadership is literally just carrying a mantle where we do what god says but we're still human and we're still running the same walk right but what starts to happen sometimes is that when you are a leader you forget and no one can tell you nothing so if I had to look at that question, to me, a rude and self-righteous Christian is somebody who is prideful and cannot be corrected themselves and who has lost their way. Not to say that God has not called them mm. to do what they're doing, because at the same time, there are people who are called, but they, we can lose our way because we all sin and we all fall short. Um, but there are people who are like that. They, the pride has got in. Um, they have a Pharisee in spirit, and it is not nice. And it is actually, to me, one of the most damaging things, apart from the Jezebel spirit. I have been through that spirit, so it's fine. Um, apart from the Jezebel spirit, um, it's one of the spirits where it does a lot of damage. And I have actually been damaged by a self righteous, rude leader. Um, mm. And it happens to the best of us. You know when you get first first aid, right? And you're just on fire and you want to tell everybody about everything and themselves and their mom and their dad 
and why they shouldn't do this and because you you know sometimes so you can appear like a self-righteous rude Christian at the beginning mm. and then when you mature you start to realize okay let's let's take it slow let's take it down a bit so we all go through ways our ways about ourselves but i do believe that this does exist and i am very sorry for those who experience that because that's not everybody that's mm. definitely not the leaders and the people that i know um and sometimes it could just be somebody who's trying to figure out what the rules and regulations mean and hopefully that doesn't put you off the lord it doesn't put you off wanting to be a christian mm. and instead seek those be drawn to those who will edify you help you and put yourself underneath people who have understanding because not every leader is for everybody and i think this is why when people leave church because they're offended by the leader it's like but who told you that was your pastor then sort of thing you know who told you that was your leader who told you to listen to that podcast maybe that's not where you're at so you will think that they're reading self-righteous but then five years down the line that now becomes your appetite mm. you know you've elevated from mm. table salt you're now on to himalayan salt you know mm. and then all of a sudden it's like oh so he's preaching truth he must have changed now he was the same it's just that you couldn't handle it before so the same way we grow in our relationship is the same mm. way things change so that's that's my take on that okay um and pray for them without with without trying to be very pedantic i, I just want to pick up other question because some christians are just rude and self-righteous i feel a bit uncomfortable juxtaposing the word rude and self-righteous with christians because if if what the word christian means is what we all know the people were first called christians in antioch because they look like christ so I have, I have a challenge with saying some Christians are rude. Some people are just rude. Mm. Some people are rude who, who claim they are Christians. <laughs> and we, we've all misrepresented God before. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we've all been self-righteous. I, I, I am very careful these days to label, oh, these people are rude. Because we live in a very sensitive world. We live in a very, very fickle world where by not you by not talking you offend somebody by mm-hmm. talking you offend somebody by smiling why are you so happy you offend somebody by not smiling you're too serious so you don't know what is regarded as rude anymore mm-hmm. but of course I, I am very much aware that there are people who are or people can all come across as very obnoxious and self-righteous self-righteousness all those things it is not exclusive sins to Christians. I mean, matter of fact, if you're Christians, the only righteousness you have is that of Christ. So being self-righteousness, being self-righteous actually means that you are clearly not aligning yourself with the righteousness mm. of God. Because your righteousness doesn't measure up in the first place. Mm. So we allow ourselves, sometimes our obnoxiousness gets in the way. And of course, we say, oh, it's the Holy Spirit that is leading me. I'm just thinking like, how is the Holy Spirit leading you so much, but you are not bearing any of his fruits? That mm. tells me, that tells me that he's not leading you. So um, let's be careful where, what I tell people, when you see me do good, do anything Christ-like, only Jesus. When I'm wilding out, I'm in the flesh. 
don't don't hold jesus it is not consistent with the attributes of a christian so anytime i'm walling out that time i've literally misrepresented the christ i'm serving because it's so inconsistent with his nature so that's why i'm saying i had a problem with saying some christians rude mm. and self-righteous when love love is not rude mm. and so how can you be a christian but like every now and then like i said we get into the flesh mm. our old nature comes in and we want to show ourselves and that's when christ is not seen so um the way we can fix this is trying as much as possible to be more christ-like than being ourselves mm. it's not going to be easy but at least tell people that's one thing i do i tell people that i'm i tell my children this I'm like, listen this is not representative of my faith this is me messing up mm. don't don't i don't want you to grow up being like confused that. that my dad screamed at me because he was causing me to obey in christ no yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no yeah that is me that is myself that is my bad attitude coming out and I want mm. you to see that anything good that comes out of me is Christ. Any other rudeness, self-righteousness, that's me myself. I didn't learn it in the church. I didn't learn it from Christ. It's me. Mm. I love that. I love that. Taking ownership of, of your flesh and your mm-hmm. fleshly moments. I think that's a really powerful point because some of us don't even acknowledge that we have flesh or acknowledge that some of our behaviors are actually misaligned with the way of christ and the kingdom so i think that's really really powerful and it's definitely food for thought um did anybody else have anything to say on that point yeah just um i really like how kofi said it when i'm looking at um the way that we live the way that we are the way that we're supposed to be if, if you are calling yourself Christian, if you are associating and identifying yourself as an individual who's Christian and something happens and you react in the flesh, that happened. Mm. You have to repent from that and you have to face God and deal with that in your prayer closet. Mm. If you associate yourself with the name and with the word Christian and one of your regular character points that you're known by is that you're someone who's rude, you're, you're you have to assess for yourself and you have to mm-hmm. have the strength of character to i'm so quiet sorry is this better much better the you holy spirit to... spoke to you bro we've been it was, itchy, it was like trying to squeeze our ears to hear you it was the spirit through nash in the comment i just saw okay amen uh, <laughs> yeah you 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 have to have the strength of character to tell yourself this is one of my regular character points i either mm. have a, a problem with with bondage with this particular thing because it it can be rudeness um it can be a lack of discipline a lack of self-control it can be anything that is outside of or contrary to christ Mm. that somebody from the world can look at and say oh this person says they're christian but is this how christians are no that's not how christians are and what that means is that you may have a problem um that you are dealing with uh, and you have to confront it and you have to confront yourself and, and put yourself in mm. or you have to come to terms with the other rela- reality that as so many of us have grown up you are part of the christian culture you yourself are not a christian 
you grew mm. up in the Christian culture and you yourself are not a Christian and you have to assess that by means of figuring out am I transformed am I regenerate do I repent and you the thing is that the the, 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 the paradox is that you won't be able to do this because you've grown up in a Christian culture you don't know what it means to figure out whether or not you're regenerate whether or not you're being transformed whether or not you repent you're Christian you grew up Christian you were born Christian you understand what I mean so I don't know. Maybe a lot more harsh messages need to be preached. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the solution is to this other than coming off rude and self-righteous by way of harsher preachings. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's good. Um, I'm going to shoot to the comments because um, we've not been there for a while. And quite a few have come in. So Nash said 10,000%. I'm adding percent because I know her. Um, Gary said, wow, what a question. Cornelia said amen Adelaide said mm, H that was good not every leader can be your leader Gary said to be a salt to be salt to be the salt of the world you should do it with love and passion be a quick listener and slow to speak read the gospels Jesus done it like that right people Prisca said okay H Gary said, I always ask myself, how would Jesus do it? Cornelia said, Miss H, I can relate to your answer. Love struck eyes. Adelaide said, Gary, that's right. Nash came with a correction by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, <laughs> Adelaide said, oh, I thought he was gently spoken. <laughs> they laughed at you. <laughs> Richie said 100. Um, Nash corrected and said, not this brother, not gently spoken. Um, Nash said, I think also we have to give those people space to know they are allowed to mess up. Sometimes people have self-righteous behavior because they are scared to mess up. So mercy and grace to them too. What do you guys think about that statement? Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100%. Which is why I said, you know, it's based on our perception. It's based on our perception. and And I love that Nash came with that comment. Because, mm. so, see, I'm not trying to throw things out there, but back in the day, that's what the perception was about Nash for one at one point, and I didn't see that. I saw saltiness, and I was like, Eesh. and then the beef was, nah, she she like this, and the, the, you know, do you know what I mean? Like at the beginning of my walk, and then some people was like, no, you're self-righteous, man, and then later on, I was like, no, they're deep, you know, and that's what I meant in regards to doing what you need to do according to the Holy Spirit at the appointed time because what we can actually do is tear down our brothers and sisters at the same time and I've, I've been guilty of it and I've actually been on both I've been on both ends you know what I mean it, mm. it can happen to any one of us right now people could be watching like yeah these people are just and, and we're genuinely and but another audience is like no this is deep this is salt man this is amazing again mm. it's it's perception and so I think if we all walk in forgiveness and try to seek understanding less offence will be caused mm. and if we have open conversations and say okay bro I was offended by that can you explain this not mm. let me put a Facebook status and be like oh, brother, brother so and so so can we stop please sort of thing mm. but we're all guilty of it so mm. the only reason I think I can speak like that is because I've been both sides mm. in my early mm. walk I've seen it I've, I've, I've dealt with it I think just when there's a Pharisee and spirit that's what you need to watch out for mm. and that's another mm. topic yeah, that's another topic but yeah 
I like to jump on that. You know, one thing, like Nash said, we have to extend grace and mercy. Blessed mm. are the merciful, they shall mm. obtain mercy. Mm. When you extend grace to people, you reap graciousness from them. Mm. When you when you when you pull up on anybody with self-righteousness, guess what? You stir up in them. You stir up their own self-righteousness. And I've seen this every 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 time. And let me say, let me say this. Maybe this may be a bit. When people are trying to talk about race and the BLM and stuff like that, the posture they have, it will never bring racial justice. It stokes more fire because it is a posture of pointing fingers. You are self-righteous. Anytime you are telling somebody they are self-righteous, get what you are being the same self. <laughs> so you see the whole everybody saying that, oh, Christians are so judgmental. But by saying that you are judging me as being judgmental. Mm. So for me, the best thing is that when we we have this, Christ was full of grace and truth. Mm. When we have this posture that when we are speaking into a situation and we are see, we are speaking on the issues and not attacking the person and that's something we all struggle with that um god has to help us and the i think that the best antidote is that every time we extend grace we extend we are merciful we are be patient with people it elicits something from them mm. but every time we, we we just point a finger at them they will they will they will they will bark back they will just come out as the same way we went at them so god help us all a few weeks ago someone um i was in a live with some 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 pastors and a friend of mine she came on she said if somebody wants to if someone is transgender uh, and they want you to identify them by the pronouns with which they identify themselves. So this person's biologically a man and they want to be called her. Um, are you going to call them her or are you going to call them him? And I said, they want to be called her, but they're, they're born a man. They said, yeah. I said, I'll call that brother her. That brother wants to be called her. I'll call that brother her. Do you know why? Because it doesn't cost me anything. It doesn't cost me anything. Whether or not I know it's true, whatever I believe, whatever scripture tells me, it doesn't cost me anything. But when I start arguing about with them about, well, you're born a man, so I'm going to call you up. I've given feet to the devil. I've lost mm. even the opportunity in the future to mm. extend the grace of God to them. It's over. That's it. I'm just another self-righteous, judgmental, bigoted Christian the argument's mm. over there's nothing we can discuss anymore there's no opportunity for me to show them jesus i will extend to them as much grace as they need even if it means that i have to um in the mind of some people distort clear reality in order to do that i am not bothered by that sort of thing you understand what i mean but because we are so deeply rooted in um well this is right and these are the facts and this is the okay 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 you know who knew the facts and he didn't say anything all the way to his death was Jesus. Are you the son of God? Are you the king of the Jews? And he stayed quiet. And he died. And he saved the world. Mm. So when it comes to extending grace, 
we have to even measure the parameters of what that means situation to situation we definitely have to be people who are merciful and who extend grace on a little side note me myself as being that person who was self-righteous and i was blind to my own self-righteousness i thank god for the people that i was around at that moment in time because they were merciful to me and they were gracious to me and after time i was able to wake up and look and say oh actually you're the jerk Kareem, yourself right hmm. so I, I, it's like you took a peep into the questions because I'd like you to keep that thought. The question that's very relevant to um, some of the stuff you explained there, Kadeem. So love that. Um, just to quickly run through the rest of the comments before we move to the next question, Adelaide said, "Wow, sir, you've grown up in the Christian culture, but you yourself are not a Christian." Side eyes, and she said, "That's so real, Nash, because very easily." any one of us could be in that position and we would require that mercy and grace that we did not want to let up let's do to others what we want for us kofi a different kofi said insightful combo ah yeah okay Kofi said insightful combo zina said so true grace and mercy will serve us all well yes kofi hubby so true matty said facts Zina said, Kadim deep. Nash said, mm, Freak Kadim had to take it to Lingala. That's literally how I'm sure she meant it as well. Um, Adelaide said, Wow, Kadim, firebomb. Gary, 100. Richie said, Grace and truth. That's an effective combination for dealing with people. People, sorry. Well said, Kofi. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, and we've got a new question that's going to come before the next question. Adelaide said, I have a question for the people. How can one identify self-righteousness in themselves? This is an amazing question. It's a very important question. How can one identify self-righteousness in themselves? And the reason why I say it's amazing and important is because when you are in that so-called self-righteous mode, you are the last person in the world that's ever going to see that. Because the whole point is you're blind, in a sense. So this question is a good question and whatever answers come up it's a question and the answers are things that we should all think all think through all ask ourselves do i see myself in this because we could be anywhere on the scale from mild to full piri piri you know so yeah what do you guys think about that how can one identify self-righteousness in themselves By juxtaposing, by juxtaposing our righteousness with that of Christ, because um, you see, the, what brings about self-righteousness is comparing ourselves with ourselves. Mm. So, because okay, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do this, I don't do this. I'm comparing myself to somebody who does all those things. Mm. So I look like I'm legit. I don't cast. I don't do this. I don't do this. I don't do this. But, but if you compare your righteousness to Christ, like they say, you see your level. You see your level all of a sudden. And it will humble you. Because self-righteousness comes from the whole... You, you have a right standing by your own standard, by your own self. You are there. It's, it's, a, it's a level of deception. Self-righteousness is a level of deception because you, 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 you set the own standards... And then you are the, 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 the same judge of your life. So you think that 
there's a there's a quote I heard from my wife, one of my wife's friends. I think it's a very popular. See that we always judge others by their actions, and we judge ourselves by our intentions. Mm. So, so we judge ourselves. Yeah, we judge ourselves by our intentions because I know my intentions, but mm. but somebody can only see my action, and I can only see. So somebody does something, I don't know their intention. I will never know their intention. So we judge wrongly because you can never see their intention and so you think based on my intention my standard of righteousness i think i'm right mm-hmm. just like i said the, the best way juxtapose your righteousness with christ's righteousness i realize that oh i've got issues because my righteousness is like filthy rags compared to christ and you just have to you know it's a humble pie. Mm. And like just, bef- just before you unpack that question any further, just so we're all on the same page, for those that might not know or might not have taken the time to study out what the word righteous or righteousness is referring to, how would you describe it in the most simple way? Anybody that can shoot on that? What is righteousness? So that we can understand what self-righteousness is in the context of what we're talking about right living and right doing and right being god himself mm-hmm. defines it as he approaches abraham and says um, i am god almighty walk before me and be blameless and in other translations it says be righteous so mm-hmm. blamelessness okay. mm-hmm. and then that opens a whole other door right because god is calling us all to be blameless while he's calling us to do that he already has several charges against us depending mm-hmm. on how old we are the more we age, the more the charges rack up. But he's asking us to live in accordance, um, to measure ourselves up to him. Mm. And to say, okay, I'm definitely not any good, but let me try and be more like who is good. Mm. Yeah, that's deep. I, I Googled it just I thought because I like to do that when we're looking at things. And he says someone who's self-righteous, having or showing the attitude of someone who strongly believes in the righteousness of his or own or his or her own actions and opinions other words self-righteousness and when brother Kofi was talking the first thing that came to my mind and it's something I was talking about to one of my dear sisters today for me identifying self-righteousness do in ourselves and if we had to help a brother or sister out as well are there things that we hold that we do on others that become salvation issues so whether you homeschool, whether you attend a church in a building, whether you eat, whether you're vegan, whether you're this, all these different things, mm. and it's small things, but sometimes it can create what we don't realize, salvation issues. That person's mm. not woke enough, or they're not, they're not about it because they don't do this or they don't do that. And that's something that we, I recognize I have to recognize in myself if I have an issue with a sister or if I have an issue with a said thing, am I making something very trivial, something very big based mm. on my abilities, my insights, my educate, all these different things, if that makes sense. Because mm. not everyone in the body is called to do everything. Not everyone mm. in the body is going to function the same way. So what brothers, that family is called to do is not what we're called to do, etc., etc are we holding certain things in an esteem 
where we're now judging others based on something that they are they are not doing based on our perception of what we have read and what we think they should be doing because of what our family is doing Mm. what god has told me to do that for me is something that i've had to study over the years in myself and others because there has been sometimes i'm like oh my gosh i'm not doing this and god is that i think i do that like you know and examining myself oh why don't she do this lord it's same thing it's that's what i've had to learn to do so that's a little formula that i have Mm. that's good david you're gonna say something for a while man Pardon? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've just been listening to it. It's been really good. For, um, for me, self, self-righteousness is when I stop looking at Christ and start looking at myself, mm-hmm. you know, and start looking at others. Um, yeah. When I start identifying self-righteousness in myself is when I start looking at others. And um, because when I start seeing my inadequacies and start seeing how... Um, how if, if when I start seeing my inadequacies and how much I'm not like Christ, like Kadeem said, how much, how far away I am from Christ. I don't have a, I don't have any other, I don't have the time to look at others and start judging mm. others, thinking about, wow, what he's not doing or she's not doing what I'm doing. You know, he's not praying for four hours like I do, or he doesn't fast. Do you understand? Yeah, you're I, but for me, I'm looking at Christ. I'm, I'm trying to be like Christ. If Christ is waking up at three o'clock in the morning and praying mm. until six, I'm trying to do that. If a brother says he doesn't do that, he doesn't have to. I'm trying to be like Christ. Mm. So um, I don't try and watch what others are doing. I'm trying, I'm continuously looking up to Jesus, who is the author and mm. finisher. Come on. My faith, mm. You mm. know? So, yeah. That's really good. Um, I think just to add um, onto this question, one thing that I would chip in is to say, if you if you have a tendency to find everything wrong in everybody else apart from you you're probably self-righteous like if you're able to see the faults the shortcomings the minor errors in everybody else's actions apart from your own then you're probably self-righteous because i think that's part of what self-righteousness does isn't it It, it, you're completely it's like in your world and in your mind you don't even self-assess in your world and in your mind you are never in error you are never wrong you have never fallen short that scripture doesn't apply to you where it speaks about all have sinned and fall short that does not you just up until the cross when you said yes to jesus you were exempt as far as you're concerned um but i think that's probably a one of the things that i would probably throw in to think through because even for myself it's so easy to it's so easy to just pick out the flaws and the errors of everybody else but something that i try I don't always get it right, but something that I try to do is whenever that thought or that idea or that conclusion comes to my mind about somebody out there, be it somebody, be it it my wife, be it my brother, be it somebody who's a friend, like whoever you are, I try to practice not just plucking out the, um, the speck, but thinking about my own logs because even before i even have a conversation because the thing is there sometimes are valid things for me to say to my wife to my friend to my brother to whoever else it is but i think when you are conscious of your logs when you're conscious of your own shortcomings and failings and areas of growth and even the fact that you know what i snapped yesterday at my wife like if i'm conscious of that and i'm conscious of the fact that I had to repent for that and I needed mercy and grace in those moments 
it changes the way that I'm going to approach my brother, my sister, my wife, or whoever it is when I'm trying to help them to um, to move further along if there's a conversation needed. So, yeah, and let, let, let me quickly jump on that now that you're on the, that thing. And we all married, so we can all use that example. Like, whenever you have a disagreement with your with your spouse and you know you are right or you think you know you are right <laughs> and then the other person also thinks the same and then it becomes a stalemate mm-hmm. and then you are thinking oh they are so self-righteous but when you get off your high horse at least when you get off your high horse you forget about how plausible you think your point was Mm. and you go to your wife honey I'm sorry I I made you feel that way I'm sorry that I I you know I came across that way forgive me Mm. I don't know about you but almost without fail that act of eating humble pie Mm. stirs up the same thing it's like okay I'm also sorry but as the moment you keep insisting mm. that it's my way or the highway, even mm. if, if the person is the most agreeable of persons, after some time, they will get tired of always being wrong. Mm. And then they'll grow up and they'll become probably more self-righteous than you. So mm. I think that's a very, very powerful thing in humility in getting to a place where even when you think you are right you say my bad almost always without fail it gives the other person the opportunity to also self-reflect because mostly self-righteousness is a smoke screen Mm. yeah that's good i'm gonna run through uh, some of the comments again so back on this question about rudeness and self-righteousness in the name of being salt nash said check oh no sorry that was in response to adley's question how can i identify self-righteousness in themselves nash said check your love tank are you more interested in being right or seeing the gospel played out in the lives of others remembering that you two were born in sin and needed the gospel to come on gospel wife and she said I think how we view the gospel frames everything as the gospel automatically exposes that we are all nothing we all have flaws so even if you are correcting someone else it's in view of the gospel and i, I couldn't say it any louder myself praise the lord it came from my house it's so true like yeah she said it adelaide said amen you know me i'm a hype man i'll hype my wife adelaide said amen um zena said i'm quietly sipping my tea keep sipping away zena mm-hmm. um Magdalena said, these discussions have caused me to check myself and to reflect. Thank you for covering this topic. You know what, Magdalena, this is what we're here for. Um, And I think it's encouraging to every single one of us hearing you say that because that's what it's about. It's about us not just having a good chinwag on this lovely YouTube platform and then going away and forgetting what we're talking about. But it's about self-examination. So that's really encouraging and powerful to hear because I know I'm definitely getting checked week in, week out myself. Adelaide said, come on, David. Hey, Arnold, don't hold back. Say it again. And she said, Sir Kofi, this is true. And it comes down to humility. Be the one that makes peace. 
Excellent. Oh, we've got so many questions, but not enough time. Um, the next one starts off with a quote from the scriptures saying, Now the tax collectors, Luke 15, verse 1 to 2, now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him, Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. And so the question on that verse says, The tax collectors and sinners were drawn to Jesus. Why is it that some of us can't name any non-Christians who we're journeying with in some way? Is this a problem? Jesus. Kadeem has got an AK. No, I love I love the question. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I gotta think about it more <laughs> because I'm. This is this is something that should convict us. This is something that could that should convict us. You know what? It's. It's it's quite funny that um, when I got born again, somebody checked me in my in my first or second week of being a Christian because I was you know I was known to be somebody else, but then I got born again and I wanted to act like I didn't even know. So I was trying to either mention the name of a popular hip-hop artists and i was i'll act like oh oh what what, what is this guy's name all of a sudden I've forgotten this guy's name in one week <laughs> i was i was so in the spirit and somebody, I, I, i'll never forget one of my friends he checked me and said you got saved last week and you can't remember this person's name anymore <laughs> and and all of a sudden this guy checked me and it made me reflect and i told myself that the same way I felt as a non-believer whenever I was amongst Christians, I felt were judgmental. But by God's grace, I would never want anybody to feel like that around me. I told myself I was 16 years old. And so without compromising the gospel, without being somebody who was um walking in the flesh i always made it a point that that which made jesus be able to be around all sort of people should be in me it's part of my salvation package mm. so and like when, when i was in university people used to say that how come you know every thug how come you know you know when i was single why you just call to all the single sisters who are beautiful and who are like out there they they are not eligible for salvation like mm-hmm. how come you know everybody that's like for me i never want to make any non-believer feel uncomfortable around without trying to compromise i believe that that comes with us when we are saved because it was in jesus was in jesus when people come around you and they know that this guy is a christian he loves the lord he's not acting out he's not playing church yet when i come around him i'm comfortable when i come around him i'm still able to because you are supposed to give them a hope for salvation and so I, I have really sought to pursue this. So, thankfully, I have a whole lot of, we have a whole lot of non-believing friends. 
and they all know they all know i'm pastors some of them can come home we can have chinwag we can have we can have a whole lot of fellowship knowing very well that we are one time actually somebody even asked me and i was i was saying god i hope i'm not compromised they said that how come i know you guys are christians but i feel more comfortable around you than i feel around so and so i'm just like well let's not throw so and so under the bus <laughs> i just think i just said i just think it's how we are wired and we we kind of feel that you see you can have contact without contamination that mm. is a, that is a salt that is a salt element we are not the light of the church we are the light of the world i'm not saying pull up in strip clubs and say no 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 i'm not talking about that but i'm saying that don't be so much afraid to go where darkness is where the non believers are that is where your light and your salt is needed to have contact without contamination so i believe um we we can get there because it was in jesus we yeah. can we can mm. i i i sorry i could jump in for to get my point i agree and i can i can say that i have friends who are non christians um i have family members and i'm quite a bubbly person and what was what i remember when i first got saved what was preached to me the teaching that was given to me by certain people was you know you're not meant to touch a dead body because you contaminate yourself so those who are not saved are not living in Christ so therefore you're going you know that you know that i don't know if anybody knows all that but Harris, the game, that like, teaching is like, from the enemy of course and i was like so i can't have so-. and i was kind of going through this because you're a babe right so you, you're just you're just like what yeah yeah and it's my thank you for my balanced husband my husband is very he's very balanced and being a pastor's child you know when he grew, he grew up from birth you know playing drums at the age of three so he's seen things he's been to you know and he was like saying, no 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 that's that's erase that because i was looking at him like is this the truth i just want to be safe i've got to look at me you know and we work with youth who are very very carnal mm. very very what we would say carnal we i work with i see things and it doesn't affect me mm. i know that sounds mad because sometimes it's that east but it doesn't and i'm able to be around them i'm able to influence them i'm able to be that salt to them and that's not me bragging in regards to the skills that i have this is me saying this is what jesus has done in me this is what god has called me to do we should be able to be around people and there is a difference between conviction and condemnation yeah we should be able to work work con- convict them to want to change but not condemn them when they're like now nah, one day i'm out Yeah. There are so many people right now in my family, so many people in friends and family that I, that right now who don't want to go on the journey simply because they've been made to feel worse about they're condemned. Mm. They're not bought to Christ. They're not seeing they, like what's the what's, what's, what's the big hype? If anything it's more it's more damaging. Mm. And as, as brother Kadeem said, thank you for saying that, you know, if you have to call the man who wants to be called a woman or the you would it's not going to cost you anything I, i i agree in that and i know some people be like wait what it's not going to cost us anything to talk to somebody about their genre of music mm. even if we don't listen to it 
Mm. Sometimes Josh and I have to be cleaned up about the latest everything. We have to be. Mm. And as Robert Kofi said, we, we don't have to be contaminated. Sometimes we have to enjoy and check ourselves because sometimes I have to be around them listening to certain things. I have to, you know, watch things and keep. I have to keep up just so I know what they're doing more so to help them. So I'm like, ah, that's it. Because I have to know what the enemy is doing. I have to know. So the latest TikTok trend is this. And my girls who I, I'm, I'm teaching are doing this. I'll be silly not to get ahead. Mm. I'll be very silly because mm. I'll lose them. I have to learn slang terminology. Sometimes I have to use it. And I'm like, Lord, please forgive me all because honestly, <laughs> this, is not, this, is not, this is not me. But sometimes I have to use it. And what my, my young people laugh at me at, they're like, when you talk to us, you talk one way. But then when we're, when we're speaking to adults in the industry or when I'm speaking to the teachers, they're like, you have such a posh voice. And I'm like, yeah, because you have to know how to talk to people. So I'm teaching them how to conduct themselves. And they see it as amazing. They see how can you go in and out of different places and carry yourself a certain way, still be true to who you are, but know how to present yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what Christians have lacked. Either we're too, we're moving too much, that, you know, where we don't have the set apartness, or we're so set apart that we can't relate to nobody. That doesn't mm. make any sense. It don't make no sense to me. And I've been victim to it again. So when I'm speaking, please guys, I've been victim to it. I've been the persecutor. I've been, we've seen it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And yeah, I, I think I, I have to, if I, I work with young girls who identify as lesbian and bisexual, and I have to talk about their boyfriends and girlfriends. I'm not going to say, oh, you know, the, but I, I can't do that. And that's not because I, why, why, what does it cost me? If what I'm actually looking at is what's going on internally with you. Let's get to the heart issue. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we see right now in the world that is stopping us from connecting with people is the superficial stuff. The stuff that's underneath is what Jesus is after. The, the same lesbian seeing is exactly the same as you lying last week. It's exactly the same as you, you know, being rude and disrespectful to your husband. It's, exactly, it's the same thing. There's the, the sinny sin. Do you know what I mean? So I hope and pray that we can learn to be, as Brother said, Brother Kofi said, not contaminated, but still, let, let's, 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 let's just, let's, let's, let's love, man. Please, can, can we do it? So that was a very good way to segue into the next question because it's very relevant to what you just said and it is most Christians would administer to member to a member of the LGBTQ community why is that is he is he I'm 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 still gonna pick apart David I'll let you go quickly when you finish I'm I'm still gonna pick apart I just think we should be careful by saying most Christians, where, where, where is your statistics? I mean, I just, <laughs> it, it should, where is your statistics? See, when we encounter, let's say, somebody who is judgmental, then we, we paint everybody with a broad brush. My wife always tells this example. First of all, I don't do labels for all I've sent. I don't, I don't elevate no community. It's, it's, it's those who are sent so it doesn't matter your every sin is a sin it's just different tags so what i see you i would i would not even give credence to the fact that you are part of lgbtqijkyxy i don't i don't care i don't really i won't even pay credence to that you are a human being 
you are a soul i was told to go make disciples of the world mm. when i meet you i meet you as a human being first mm. and i never forget my wife tells this story quickly then david will come sorry um when we got married we, got, we went for a safari in ghana and um we met an L, a gay agnostic guy from austria and um this guy was introduced to us by our sister-in-law who told this guy we are christians so this guy already had a chip on his shoulder he was expecting us with our bible to be bashing him and so he said oh i hear you guys are christians and i wasn't going to duck and i was like oh, of course we are and i started talking about christians and he he brought up his gayness and everything i wasn't even biting the bait and everything mm. i just asked him a question so okay so are you gay by nature or by nature we started talking so much we got to a point where he started asking me stuff about what the bible says and all those things and he loved our complaints so much and i didn't compromise i didn't become one of those christians who can't say the truth i'll say the truth yet this guy enjoyed our company so much that he paid for us wow. to stay another night so that we go and see elephants and this guy told me how silly it is that we pray about things and he told me he had a headache and i said brother let me pray for you whilst he was telling me it's silly to pray <laughs> and i prayed for him and he came back and he said you know what i kind of feel better and i didn't feel robin answered the holy ghost did i didn't say anything <laughs> up till now this guy is still my friend on facebook and we're checking out everybody so i don't think people should say most christians wouldn't minister mm-hmm. it's just not that way if you have no nobody is beyond redemption mm-hmm. and i believe that there may be some christians who feel some people are beyond redemption but if you have encountered the mercy and the grace of god how dare you look at somebody because i mm-hmm. let me say sorry i'm talking too much i experienced rejection when i was in secondary school i was so bad at one time a christian came to evangelize to one of my best friends and he left me he's like i don't think the gospel will work with this guy <laughs> you know no, oh this God. guy he left i'd never forget that he called i was i was i was best man for this friend of mine two weeks ago we got saved on this he called this guy and said you may get born again this guy he's gone way too gone wow and and i felt that of course I yeah that's that. so when i became christian i told myself by the grace of god i will never want anybody to feel no matter yeah, yeah. for me the people who protest most are the people i see the word is even affected so when i share the gospel with people and they cast me and i know okay this is the person whose heart is most receptive to the word most of those things i i, I smoke screen most of those things mm-hmm. i defense mechanism i try mm-hmm. not to pay attention to that so that's my long answer to that story guys hmm. no, no 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 it's good it's good go ahead david thank you thank you um um for me i i think it's because some me, many christians may not know how to you know engage with people mm. from that community however um like kofi I've, I've had conversations with gay gay men you know initially when i was trying to evangelize to them i didn't even know they were gay and then when they when, when i um 
spoke about Christ and you know the opportunity to come to Christ. One one individual told me, you know, I can't come to Christ because I'm gay. I said, okay. Bible says, come as you are. Doesn't say you'll stay as you are. You know, and that's that's and that's 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 my you know that's that's Christianity. Christ is going to Christ is going to transform them if they're willing to walk with you. They like, you know, if, if yeah, if 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 you yeah, if, if the truth appeals to them and and they they capture it and they want it, let them come. You know, but they won't stay as they are. Christ will transform them. The truth will transform them. You know, um, I had the same experience as Kofi, a friend of mine. I was with, uh, so I was with a pastor, and I had a, um, a, a a friend that was in a gang, really really bad gang, was in a car with me, and um, so I was explaining to my uh, my friend that this this man's a pastor, and then um, the, so my the pastor was talking about Christ to us. We were really young at the time, and. Um, my friend said, "Oh wow, this sounds—I I can't remember um, the bit, um, what he said, but he was interested in the gospel." And the pastor said, "You, you can never be saved." My friend now is a Muslim, you know. He would not come to Christ. I tried my best to kind of speak to my friend, and I think many Christians do that. You know, we say Christ, <laughs> you know, yeah, that some people are not good enough for God, and that's the challenge. We close the door to them but yeah uh, yeah and that's not the gospel that's not yeah, the, and that's I, not the way of christ go, go ahead go ahead please. now i was gonna say as somebody who's had that said to myself that is one of the worst things you can do to somebody the worst things because it's something that i still battle with mm. till this day and it's been 11 years mm. till this day the enemy will come with his dark and reminds me of that comment where I'm actually checking myself like on my days and it sometimes it hinders me in my walk just because that one sentence was said I have there's a thorn in my side I have to keep battling 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 and sometimes it leads us to that comment so anyone watching anyone who has said that to you I'm so sorry again I'm going to apologise on behalf of the ignorance and, and the sin of Christians who have said that but also please don't believe it like please don't, don't think that you are so far gone mm. because that someone has said that to you because the, the same sin sexual sin from a from a homosexual person or that you've been promiscuous you slept with how many people that's that same sin is the same sin as the same sin it's it's just just it doesn't i think sometimes in the church we are taught that to be gay lesbian etc etc that is worse than fornication that is worse with the same sex so that same energy that we have towards oh you know lesbian people gay people they're wrong that's the same thing that your friend is doing who is who, who is in praise and worship team please go and correct him as well right. it's yeah. the same thing as watching the porn it's the same thing mm. it's, it's the same thing look the word even says about looking with your eyes can be adultery it's another context but anyway but do you know what i mean like it's the same thing. I'm just. I just said that to get people to understand. Just blasphemy. That is is very peak, very very peak. That we need mm. to look at. But it's the same thing, and I think we need to really show mercy, show more love, and show grace. And I'm very sorry if anyone has been told that. It's the most horrible thing to be said. Mm. Before I address uh, the question that's here. If anybody is under the sound of our voices right now and you've ever been told by any other human being 
especially by another Christian, that you can never come to God or you can never be a Christian or you can never be saved or God can never heal you or can never um, uh, bring you into the fold. If someone is telling you that, you look them in their eye, you call them Satan and you tell them to get behind you. <laughs> because the mission that exists for your life they're trying to stop you from getting there the mm. same way that Jesus knew what the mission was for his life and mm. Peter rebuked him about what he knew the mission was for his life mm. so whatever plan that God has for your life the Bible says it's not the will of God that any should perish come on mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. the Bible says it's not the will of God that any should perish mm. so whatever plan that God has for your life it involves you coming into the fold Mm. And if someone is telling you that you can't come into the fold because of and whatever, and maybe they sin worse than you, they just do it in the darkness. Mm. You call that person Satan and you tell them to get behind you. Mm. Mm. But um, to address this question, I agree. I, I love um, Kofi's affinity for, I don't think this is a most Christian thing. I don't think this is a thing of most Christians. I think we have been uh, um, conditioned um, and not by church. I'll talk about the church conditioning, but I think we've been conditioned by society to believe that Christians uh, hate this community or mm. are against this community or don't know how to engage with this, with this community. Now, while I think there's conditioning there from society, I think that's the major part. I think also there's conditioning in the church um, that stigmatizes these people based on their sexual orientations uh, as opposed to... Um, quantifying them in the in the in the group of sinners that we all once found ourselves in Mm -hmm. um now my thing uh for uh dealing with the lgbtq community and not to make it um too cliche or anything but it's the same thing that i have with uh you know if i have to deal with a a thief or a murderer or anything like this Mm. any other kind of human being extortionist whatever regular person who just plays video games goes home uh goes out and comes back home and plays video games and doesn't have a relationship with the all of these kind of people are in the same box of sin the reason why we can't deal with this community in particular uh, as straightforward as we would deal with anybody else is because um because of the conditioning that we've received from society and from church we've robbed them of the one thing that when we go to evangelize to anybody else we don't rob them of and that thing Mm. is dignity Mm. in our hearts and in our minds we've already robbed them of dignity because they do something uh that we don't do that is uh apparently so all-encompassing part of that can be the reason can be uh, a part of like how deeply ingrained our society is in, in making sure that we see sex all the time it can be ingrained in that in some way i think but when i say we rob them of, of dignity i mean that we approach them different from how we approach every other human being mm-hmm. when i approach um when i when i approach a thief when i approach anybody who doesn't live for god i approach them knowing and understanding that uh the same god who created me created this person and he wants them to have a relationship with me when i do for this person the way that i that i want done for myself i'm considering the divine dignity that christ is commanding us to ascribe Mm -hmm. to every human being when jesus says um uh 
love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength is the greatest commandment. And a second is just like it um, to 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 uh, to love your neighbor the way that you love yourself. He's he's I'm trying to say this really neat, but he's he's communicating that um, we are supposed to love God for all that he is because he is our creator. And we are also supposed to love our neighbor the way that we love ourselves because we are all created by the same God. So we're supposed to ascribe to our neighbor the dignity that we want ascribed to ourselves. The reason why even we as Christians find it difficult to approach people in the LGBTQ community is because we fail to ascribe that dignity to them. Mm. And, and just a quick one, just beautiful point, guys. I just like to also bring something that Kadim said. It's, it's, you see, when we categorize sins and we have, you see, we have this special, if somebody gets saved from the Muslim community, they become a super Christian. They become a super Christian. All of a sudden, it becomes our testimony. Like we didn't believe in the power of the gospel to save them in the first place. And that is what we have done to the LGBT community. And some churches in also in their bid to then be relevant. I know some churches that have good churches that have a special LGBTQI Bible study. Mm. group. I, I think we have to be careful with that too. Then we also tell them as a community that you guys it are so special. Yeah. It, you guys are so special that we need a specialized group for all have sent. All means all. And also that, that community is very nuanced. It's different. Not everybody who says they, they, they are gay is part of that community. There's also a political aspect of that community. And if you go to that community, that political community and tell them the gospel and tell them what they are doing is sin, you are going to be in big trouble. They are not, no matter how gently you go with the gospel to that political community, that, that one that one is a different ballgame. You don't go to them and tell them, oh, Christ, they'll tell you, are you telling me what I'm proud of is a sin, you'll be in trouble with them. But what I just think we should do is that let's believe in the power of the gospel to save a sinner. No matter the sin anybody does, if they never come to the place of acknowledging that they are a sinner and they need a savior, mm. no message can save them. So whether, mm. no matter whether they are in the LGBT, whether they are in church, there are so many non-believers in church. Mm. I tell people all these times, I have four children. None of them are Christians. And people mm-hmm. are like, ooh. I said, no, they are not They are not saved. I'm praying every day. I'm explaining the gospel to them every day. And I'm praying every day that God will give them the regenerating of the spirit he gave me. They are none. I tell them, you guys are not Christians. You may be in a Christian home, but you need to be born again. You need mm-hmm. to be regenerated. And I explain it to them every day so that they won't have this mentality that, Oh, we are better because my dad is a pastor and I don't need that much cleansing because I have not sinned so much. For all have sinned. We all need the same power of the gospel to save us. Mm. Mm. Very, very, very good. So, 
I'm gonna run through some of the comments and I think this is actually a really good point in time for us to start closing out because um yeah it's a very loaded conversation and I think there's so many more questions that we even had um even in the comments as well as even um on our list that we couldn't get through but we will aim to get through in another conversation so thank you guys so much for that um in the comments section Zena said yes Kofi say it louder for the people at the back Nash said brother David drop that verse for us please the come as you are one and she went on to say I get the sentiments of come as you are just haven't found the verse yet so open to hear where it's at if anyone can let me know please oh iron sharpens iron flow Zena also said I was also thought of as being beyond redemption what a great and wonderful and loving God we serve. That's why Marika is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> two, two beyond redemption people. <laughs> I'm furious. I can't think of something worse you can say to another human being. I feel like everything it's that so... you've gone through in your life, you can go to hell because you told someone you're, you, you are not capable of being saved yeah. by God who came into the world so he can die. Mm. God have mercy on your soul. You're out there telling people they can't be saved. Mm. Sorry, I'm not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Righteous indignation. Joshua said, come on. Uh, Zena said, come on, Kadeem. Being conditioned by society when we are supposed to be the light and salt of the earth and not in or influenced by it. And then Nash asked a question, which I think we're going to save for a full and live stream in itself. So this is a teaser. She said, how do y'all think the church is doing on the topic of sex and educating the body on how to view sex, right, etc. Away from the perverted ways of the world. The Terrible. church seems silent and the world isn't. And Zena mm. said, yes, Nash, very true. Hashtag facts. Now, nobody answered that question. <laughs> nobody answered that question. Not because I don't think it's a question that needs to be answered. I think it's a very good question that requires very good answers and a very full discussion so i'm going to make a note of that question mm-hmm. and it's going to feature as one of our live streams to come i can't promise it will be next week but it'll be one of the next ones coming up so keep an eye out for that so thank you guys once again so much for joining us on the live stream um for those who don't know we try to be here every thursday at half past eight uk time just having these kind of conversations where we just ask the questions talk about the the different things that are relevant to whatever the weekly topic is and just get to the truth because at the end of the day we all want to know what is the truth we want to live the truth we want to apply the truth but if we don't if we have the truth as head knowledge but not something that we understand then we can't apply it and so yeah we'll we'll, we'll hopefully be back next week as long as nothing else comes up um <laughs> Said, thanks RTV fam Nash said babe I didn't get the answer on that verse so David she will make, she will, she will she's pressing you bro oh yes um, before we parable. close that when, when Jesus speaks about um, um, he invites people to the to, 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 to he invited people to to, to the to the, the banquet to the, pardon to the banquet to the banquet and go then to the, the highways banquet. and the byways and call yeah but come as you are and he goes, um, yeah, then he goes, yeah, it's, it's that parable. 
I can't remember I, exactly where it is. I think I think what Nash is saying that those words, just like only God can judge me, are not necessarily biblical words. They are inferences from scriptural text, and people mm. like to go to town with the "come as you mm. are" thing, even though mm. it's not biblically stated verbatim. It's an inference based mm. on mm. Jesus going to the highways, say, "Go to the highways and byways." Of course, call everybody and you know let them come in. Even based on that text, to be honest, some people came in and they were still sent out because they they you, you guys don't you. So I think that's where um Nash is <laughs> about some some of the things that we, we say in church, some stuff like I grew up in Africa here and stuff like oh even the Bible says um God helps those who help themselves. Yeah. And the Bible says the voice of the people is the voice of God. And so I think Nash is trying to check us on that, mm. saying things that are not necessarily verbatim in scripture. Okay. Thank you. So I'm, I'm going to quickly finish off with Adelaide's comments because she said some comments relevant to this as well. She said, I don't think there's a direct scripture for the come as you are, but what comes to mind is all that which the father giveth me shall come unto me and him that cometh to me i will in no wise cast out john 6 37 and james 4 8 to 9 and then nash said thank you guys so i think we're all at peace um on that subject thank you guys for coming out love peace and good night if you're in the uk good day if you're somewhere else god bless don't stress everybody don't test. Test. Test the spirit. Be a real. Ha, ha, ha.